Once upon a timelessness. There was only consciousness, all alone. And because consciousness dwelt in timelessness, it was lonely, it is lonely, it will always be lonely. There is no other. This is its one sanskara. And it has no form, so it can't even look in a mirror. Has no name. There's nothing to do. It has no TV, <laughs> no internet. just consciousness in infinite, eternal, boring bliss. <laughs> so what is a poor, lonely, supreme self to do? <laughs> it dreams up a world. And it dreams up very interesting worlds. And in that world, it makes sure that it creates time, because it's so tired of its timelessness. It needs a little action, so it needs time. So in this world, it creates time and space and beings of all kinds. Some heroes who will be given the impulse to go on illusory journeys. <laughs> and of course some villains and monsters and you need demons. And you need maidens and sleeping beauties and you need the whole fairy tale apparatus. You need quests. You need obstacles. You need suffering so that there can be courage and cultures and the development of refined tastes and cultivated theories. And so it creates this world and it gives it different kinds of times. It gives it objective time, chronological time, so that all of these beings can be coordinated. And it gives each being a subjective time, a kairos time, and not just a chronos time, which is on one level for the, the being in its form, a biological clock, but it also has a psychological clock, and it even has an atmanological clock. It knows that there is a time to go on a quest. And what is every quest about in this world created by the lonely Supreme Self? 
It's a quest to find the Supreme Self. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> Who can't be found. <laughs> but these illusory quests go on and because the lonely consciousness loves to create worlds. It loves to create worlds within worlds. And then worlds within those worlds. And it likes to see how many infinite worlds it can pack within one another. And then it even has those beings interested in doing the same thing. So they make Russian dolls one inside the other. And they discover fractals and Mandelbrot sets in one another and all kinds of ways in which this lonely self's idea gets multiplied and this, all the beings end up having the same idea. And he puts in every one of these beings that he's particularly interested in finding him or her or it, he puts in three particular elements. The first is a speck that he calls an ahankar, which is an eye maker. And this little speck creates the illusion that there's actually an eye inside of this little dreamed up form that has to then do something. But because this I has no reality other than the dream and the speck put in it, it has to also then give it a manas, a mind, so it can think about things and come up with ideas as to how to find the Supreme Self. And then it has to give it a booty so that it can discern when it's on the right path and when it's on the wrong path, when it's getting hot or when it's getting cold. So now it has a complete being. But the problem is this ahankar that makes identifications, it makes a little eye when the, the form is very small, and that eye identifies with its mother, of course. And so wait a minute. Here's a problem. It wanted it to find itself, the Supreme Self, but instead this little form keeps looking for Mother. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That wasn't its idea. So then it tries to cause that eye maker to keep making new identifications. Well, maybe eventually he'll look for a wife, you see, instead of the Mother. But that's just a repeat of the same thing. So then you have to make it look for something far more vast for some ideal. So it gives it a father to give it ideals and says, make money or go on a journey, travel around the world, get a PhD. Why don't you become a lawyer or a doctor or a shaman? You know? So it gets all these different identifications and now it's totally confused as to what am I and what am I really doing here? It doesn't even know what quest to go on. So it, in its confusion, 
it starts drinking alcohol. <laughs> Bedding its pain. But then it realizes that's even more boring and it discovers mushrooms. <laughs> and little plants of cannabis and it starts rolling these and smoking them. And pretty soon it gets these incredible ideas. It even begins to imagine that it is a dreamed up object in the mind of this being that it can never know. That's when it really becomes mad. And then this being realizes that the quest that it must go on is an inner quest. And all of these monsters and demons and even the maidens and all of the threshold guardians and all of that are just parts of its own consciousness. <clears throat> there isn't anything else but itself. And so then one day this being created inside the mind of another being by a mother who is inside the mind of yet another being, inside worlds that are also other beings, finally realizes that the whole thing is just layers upon layers upon layers of veils that hide from itself the fact that it has no eye and all it is is a lonely, timeless, supreme self. And there's nothing to do. And there's no world at all. And there's no time and there's no space. And there's just this boring old bliss. And it can't pretend to suffer anymore. And it can't pretend to desire. And it can't pretend to be afraid. And it can't pretend to be great. And it can't pretend to be bad. And hey, the whole game is over. And so it goes into solitude to figure out, well, is there anything I can do about this? And I said, well, I can create worlds. If I was created in a world, I can create worlds. And, but it realizes all it's doing is, again, going from timelessness to creating artificial time zones and universes. To try to make an artificial kind of magic when the real magic all along was infinite and perfect and couldn't be improved upon. And it realizes that the only problem was that this sanskara of creating an eye maker produced a sense of anxiety because that eye had no being, it wasn't real. And that I would always need to be confirmed in its reality by another I. But no matter how many other eyes confirmed it and said, yes, you're good, you're worthy, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're wonderful, you deserve to exist, it knew that it didn't really exist because somebody else was dreaming it up. And so one day it realized, well, this has got to stop. And it had the incredible idea of letting go of this desire 
to confirm its worth. Or to achieve anything at all. Or to get out of its loneliness. And it went into the loneliness ever deeper. And it discovered that in this loneliness, there was an aloneness and a solitude in which the sense of being alone disappeared in the realization that there was no one at all, not even a Supreme Self. <laughs> just zero. But it turns out that the sanskara of making worlds went on all by itself without anyone wanting it to because once that sanskara was created in timelessness it could do nothing but perpetuate itself in the desire to create time. And nothing could stop it because there was no one left to stop it because there was only zero. And so these worlds kept multiplying. And yet all along in every world that got created and dreamed up, its ultimate ideal was to rediscover the zero point. And that's where every world ends up and then begins once more. And here we are. And the moral of the story, because every fairy tale has to have one, <laughs> is that the illusion that you are an I in a world, once it's reversed into the realization that there is simply a zero that is a source of consciousness that dreams up a world, which dreams up an I and puts it into a you, It's all just a movement of a wave in the sea of consciousness that is the infinite nothingness of zero. And that's the only definition there is for the question, who am I? There's nothing more to see. And the second moral is that even though there's nothing more to seek, because of the buddhi, as well as the ahankar and the manas, this nothing that is not there to be sought 
must be theorized in ever more complex ways. And this story about the fact that there is nothing to have a story about will create ever larger novels and cosmic epics and ever more beautiful manifestations in music and dance and literature and cosmic eruptions of beauty at infinitely, unimaginably multiple levels of infinities upon infinities. And so the joy of no longer being lonely while remaining a zero and having the best of all worlds has been accomplished. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.